Welcome to another episode of Andrea Town. Uh, this is a solo episode where I am by myself in my hotel room here at Pachanga Resort and Casino, which has been lovely. I'm doing uh, shows here at the Pachanga Comedy Club. There's some discrepancy on how you say Pachanga, so it might be Pachanga. I think Pachanga is the right way to say it, but. Anyway, my husband has been on me to do a podcast because it's been a while since I've done one, and I thought I would take this episode to kind of explain why. So Andrea Town, the concept originally for the podcast was that it was going to be about uh, me interviewing comics, actors, just people in the entertainment business, and I did that, and some of the episodes I absolutely loved, um, and I love doing all of them, but I just sort of felt like I wanted to do something a little bit deeper and more personal. And this is coming out of, I'm a, I'm an avid podcast listener. And I find that the podcasts that I listen to are the ones that deal with things that I'm struggling with in my life. I don't really listen to a lot of podcasts where it's just people interviewing people in entertainment. Um, so, um, yeah, I just kind of felt like I wanted to do something that was a little bit more organic and based on where I am in my life right now. And I have done some podcasts, um, and you can go back in the archives and, and check them out, but I have done some podcasts about the fact that I've struggled with an eating disorder pretty much my entire life. And I really think that's where I want this podcast to go. Um, I feel like the name Andrea Town might not even be right, but it is going to be about my journey. And I, I hope in the future to have some people on that, um, that inspire me and that I'm learning from. I am very, very passionate about the journey out of judgment and especially judgment and, and basing our self-worth on our bodies. And there was a part of me that wanted to say women, but I know it happens for men too. I personally have a few male friends that really struggle with this. And, um, and if you're gay and you're struggling with your body image, I really, really extend my my heart to you because I have friends, um, really near and dear to me, some of whom are no longer with me, you know, who are no longer here that have ended their lives, um, uh, in that struggle. So I have just so much passion in my heart about it. And I feel like that's kind of what I want my podcast to be because I, I want to try to help people. I love listening to podcasts that help me. And so I'm not an expert by any means. I just have my own experience and I have a lot of experience because I've been struggling with this since I was nine. And, um, I have shared this in the other podcast, but I come from a family of people who have eating disorders and uh, a mother who was always obsessed with her weight. And my mother was beautiful at any weight. My mother was, she was beautiful. And I really saw the, um, 
the, I guess, how would you say it? Like I, I saw the generational condition when my daughter said that to me one day, like, mom, you're beautiful. Like it doesn't matter. And, you know, and my son has said to me, like, I, I don't know what you're obsessed with. I think I always think you look great, you know? And part of it was that I spent a lot of time, um, restricting my food and, um, because I came from uh, losing a lot of weight and I was completely obsessed with keeping that weight off because when I was at that weight, I, it was probably one of the most unhappy times in my life. So I started to equate thinness with happiness and, and I'm, I'm starting to disconnect those things. A lot of the podcasts that I listen to, they talk about like disconnecting your body size with things in your life. Like, Oh, I'll, I'll give you an example. It's like, Oh, I will get married or get a boyfriend one day or get a girlfriend one day. Once I lose this weight, or I'll really go for that promotion. Once I'm at my healthy body weight, or I'll really go for the things I want in my life. Once I lose the weight. And I don't know if anybody can relate to that, but I certainly can. And I certainly have been one of those people and it's, it's just not healthy and, and it can be extremely destructive because, um, I get choked up even thinking about this, but you know, all we have is the present moment. You know, the future is an illusion. I don't know if anybody's ever read the power of now, but I'm revisiting it right now. And it's so powerful because, you know, putting off our lives until we look a certain way or until we, um, lose a certain amount of weight or whatever is just, it can be really detrimental to our happiness and it's an illusion anyway. Um, and I, I really, because I work in entertainment, I really want that to stop being a focus on television. You know, I want to see normal size women, you know, and I think the last study I read was, um, an average size woman is a size 12. Um, but not on TV not on TV. I can tell you that because, um, even when I was my, at my lowest adult weight, I was maybe a four or a six. Uh, and then, you know, after I'm going through menopause right now, I'm like a 10. Um, and I can tell you on TV when I was a six, there was nothing in the costume department for me, you know, um, most of them were zero to two and God bless you if that's your normal body size. And I don't think anybody should change anything, but if you're starving yourself to try to get into an unrealistic ideal, I just say, fuck that. It's just, it's just over. And I challenge any casting directors, directors, producers, writers that are listening to this to start writing for everybody, to start including everybody. The movement that's going on for women, I think is fantastic and overdue. The movement that's going on to include more ethnicities in all areas and, and different genders and different, um, people that struggle, that have disabilities or like, yes, let's include all that on television. But I also think that we have to get away from shows where the person's either overweight and that's the focus or the norm is super skinny. It's like, I, I do a joke in my comedy about being medium fat, you know, and, uh, and it's because what, you know, where are the people that are just normal, that are just normal size? I see it with men. I see plenty of commercials with men that are 
normal size, not skinny, not ripped, just normal men. But nine times out of 10, whoever's playing their wife is skinny and beautiful. And I just think like, I'm not saying let's not include those people. I'm saying let's include everyone. Let's just make it more even. And, and I challenge everybody to go watch television shows. Just go tune into some TV shows and just ask yourself, like, you know, where are the people that look like me? And that crosses over from body size to um, ethnicity to gender to, you know, um, just everything you know, disabilities, like where am I on television? And if you're not there, like, let's start writing it. Let's start creating it because it's so important. You know, as a young girl that grew up playing with Barbies, as so many people did, it's like, what is that body type? (laughs) Where is it represented in the world? Because I'll tell you, like, you know, I've spent a lot of time working in offices and in hospitals and I had a lot of day jobs and, um, there was nobody that looked like Barbie where I work. So I don't know if there's anybody that looks like Barbie where you work, but I would say if there is, it's probably 2%, you know, unless you work uh, in the entertainment business in television or film. But um, I don't want to be on a soapbox. It sounds like I am, but I just want to turn this podcast to something that I'm really passionate about. Um, there's so many great books out there right now um, that you can read if you're, taking the turn away from dieting. And I'm also a huge advocate that just because you're turning away from dieting doesn't mean you have to turn away from health. Like I, I work out every day. I love working out. I love exercise. If you don't, that's cool too, but I happen to really enjoy it. And I think if you really enjoy exercise and you do it because it feels good in your body, I love feeling strong. I love feeling, um, I love when I sweat. I love that feeling. So, but I do it because I want to feel good, but I I spent so many years doing it to try to achieve a body type that, um, that probably wasn't in the cards for me normally. And, um, this is all coming up right now because I, and I think I shared this on another podcast. I've been doing, uh, trauma work, childhood trauma work, which, I highly recommend I spent 20 plus years in talk therapy. And while that was so beneficial and so good for me, um, EMDR, which is the form of trauma therapy that I'm doing right now is, has gotten to things on a completely new level. It's, um, I'm changing from the inside out. I can feel it. I also spent a lot of time in 12 step groups, um, it's not for me. I spent a lot of time there trying to, um, conform and especially with an eating disorder, I just don't think trying to restrict any food group is the way to health. And believe me, it's taken me a long time to feel that way. Cause I would think, Oh, sugar's the problem. If I can just take sugar out of my diet, then I can be, you know, uh, what I want to be weight wise, health wise, whatever, you know, and then pretty soon I was, you know, binging on other stuff. And then it's like, well, let me take out flour. And then I took out flour and then I was binging on chips and then I took out chips. And it was like, it was getting, I was backing myself into a corner. And I firmly believe that if you're living on a really restricted food plan, that is not recovery. It is more of the problem. And 
and it restricts your life. You know, there's a, food is so tied in with our culture. And, you know, I found myself starting to avoid social events because I was worried about what food would be there. And it's just not, it's not how I want to live my life. And, um, I did go to a treatment center for a little while and I got some really good information and greatest information I got was that I was not allergic to sugar, that I was addicted to it because I was restricting it. And that has been my, my Kate, you know, that has been my story when I allow myself to have what I want to have. I don't want it every day. And, I have fought this battle back and forth and back and forth so many times, you guys, that it has been exhausting. And I think it is so much a part of the entertainment business that it's almost like I'm not really changing the theme of Andrea Town because so many people in our business either struggle with this themselves or know somebody that struggles with it or they're going to come in contact with people that struggle with it as they go on their journey. Like if you're a director, you're going to work with an actress that has an eating disorder, you know, it's just going to happen. And I feel the turn of the tide starting to happen. I especially see it with my daughter because she's 21 and her friends and just her outlook on her body and her life and food in general is so different than what I grew up with. And, um, definitely different than my culture and definitely different than my mom's culture. So I know that, when we unite together, we're super powerful and we can do so many things. And I just think this is really something that is so important. It has to change. Um, there's so many different forms of eating disorders now. Um, I would suggest reading up on it. I would suggest if you are struggling and you think that the only way to live your life is to restrict foods that you like or work out for hours at a time or juice fast or go on one crazy diet from the next to the next to the next or try to just eat bacon, cheese and whatever else you eat on a keto diet because you need to look a certain way. Like I would just start, start reading some other books, start getting some new information. Um, eventually we all get tired and that's the point I got to, I got super, super tired and that's when I knew uh, I was ready for a change. And um, it's a struggle every day. I'm not I'm definitely not sitting here high on a mountaintop going, I've cured my eating disorder. I'm recovering from it. I'm in I would not say I'm recovered yet, but I do firmly believe that I can be recovered. And I lean and and rely on people that have been there and the experts. And there are plenty of them out there. Um, I will make a little list and put it on my website, my um, podcast website, so that you guys can check it out. Um, Jenny Schaefer has a lot of great books. My Life With Ed, if you've never read it, is fantastic. Hell, um, Goodbye, Ed, Hello, Me is another great book that I'm actually reading right now. I think she has a book called Almost Anorexic, which I've never read, but I heard is great. And then there's... Um, a lot of other books that I'm reading that are really good. Um, I haven't read the fuck it diet yet, but I'm listening to her podcast and she seems to have a really good understanding, um, of some stuff. So anyway, this isn't going to be a super long, um, episode. I just wanted to let you guys know where I was at, why I'd taken a break. I really do love interviewing 
comics and actors, and maybe I'll um, pepper some of those in, but I would love to have on some experts in the eating disorder, intuitive eating movement, and try to help anybody out there that struggles. When I did my first podcast, a lot of people reached out to me and are right there with me. So um, just letting you guys know that, um, that I hear you, that I got you, and that we're on this journey together. And, um, I'm still doing my comedy. Like I said, I'm out here in Pachanga right now. I'm finishing up a great weekend. It's been amazing. And I'm going to go hit the pool in a little bit. And, um, at Hooters a couple times in July. So if you guys are in Vegas, please come check it out. Uh, everything's usually on my website, andreanatoli.com. So I hope everybody has a great day and, uh, happy 4th of July. All right. Thanks you guys. Bye. Just where